away we go with another edition of the Stampede Wrestling Show. Welcome, everybody. This is Tag Coast under the Matt Radio on Pro Wrestling Powerhouse. I will be conducting today's episode, Hobby Radio, with the. We'll be going over TLC review. I'm not sure exactly why Bloodsport Radio started up a sort of a little earlier, but in case anybody listening, uh, if you hear any silence, do be aware that we will be on uh, definitely. Hobby Radio. Yeah, there's Evan there, please. Hey, Bruce, what's up, buddy? Well, not much. Just uh, finished watching the uh, the latest. Yeah, <laughs> uh, what was your take on all that, Evan? We got, uh, we'll got. we be live in like 18 seconds, so once we uh, go live, I'll say it. For some reason, real quick, Blog Talk started the episode earlier for like five seconds, and then it cut off, so I'm not sure. Because it did. It did it to my show like uh, last week, so we're about to go live in ten seconds. Yeah, um, uh, Bob told me we we're just going for an hour tonight. Is that right, or is that? I, it wasn't. Yeah, true. yeah, that, yeah. That's fine. I was fine. Yeah, that's cool. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you in, intro it and uh, just take it wherever you want to go, Evan. Okay. <laughs> with another edition of the Stampede Wrestling Show. Welcome, everybody, live, live, live. This is Tech, host of Under the Man Radio, here with you again, bringing to you another great edition of Hard Beats Radio with the great Bruce Hart. Today's episode, we'll be doing a recap and review, analysis, whatever word you want to call it, of WWE's latest Take the V, well, we call it monthly event or monthly specials of TLC, not 10 to 11K, but tables, ladders, and chairs, and also including stairs. So, like I said, everybody, this is Tech, Tech host of Under the Mad Radio, and I'm here with the great Bruce Hart. How you feeling today, Bruce? Hello? Bruce, how you feeling today? Yeah, Bruce, yeah, we're live. How you feeling today? I'm doing all right, Evan, uh... Just finished watching the uh, uh, the uh, TLC. I sort of felt like I was at one of those all-you-can-eat smorgasbords, and I got <laughs> sort of uh, stuffed before I got near the main event. There was so much uh, excess. There was, there, there was some good stuff on there, I thought, you know, and then a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, Stuff that was just too much, you know. I guess I get to the point where so many uh, steps and stairs and ladders and chairs and kendo sticks and exploding computers. <laughs> I found myself watching it, and uh, at some point I said, "Geez, everything but but some wrestling," you know, which is sort of like. Uh, Almost maybe the 
thing that seems to be almost the way that things are in the WWE these days. You know, hardly ever am I actually seeing any wrestling anymore. Every, you know, so. But uh, yeah, I guess I almost expected that kind of thing tonight with the uh, just the fact that it was TLC. But uh, yeah, to me it was like watching. Uh, you know, 20 Sabu matches in one night or something like that, you know, after a while you start uh, kind of almost becoming desensitized. But, uh, okay. But uh, real quick, Bruce, um, <clears throat> just want to let people know that if you want to call in, um, you can call in at 760-888-5749, 760-888-5749. Please press 1, and um, I'll definitely bring you in. I believe we have a caller right now. Let me bring him in if that's fine, Bruce. Uh, are you cool? 587, welcome to Heartbeats Radio. Are you cool? 587? Hello? Hi, this is Bob here. I'm just listening to you guys uh, doing analysis. I'm just listening in. Okay, I apologize. I saw a little different number. Uh, but, uh, uh, got a guy, uh, Jim. Jim will be calling in from Fort McMurray shortly, too. Okay. All right, cool. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Good. More. Well, we'll be bringing them in. I... Better. Cool. I'll go in and I'll meet you now, Bob. I'll meet you now, Bob. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, you know, TLC um, came through. Uh, Bruce, what was, um? if you want to go match my match, um, that's fine. Or if you just want to. Yeah, that's to fine. You. I, um, uh. I thought, you know, got off to a good start with Luke uh, Harper and Dolph. You know, two pretty good workers, you know. And uh, I think people weren't too over jaded at that point, so they got a decent reaction. And um, the other one was about what I thought of it, the one with Biggie and Xavier and Kofi against Cody and... Dust and Runnels or Gold Dust, you know. Um, it was all right. I didn't think it was great, but it, uh, you know, it was sort of standard prelim type matches. But uh, um, I didn't get any great vibes out of the big show and Eric Rowan. I guess all things considered, you know, it's almost too much. You know, it's uh, the stairs. You know, there's so many. Then. Uh, you know, after a while, it just became kind of uh, stairs were almost, in my estimation, almost more of a an impediment to the match than enhancing it. And, um, but what, what was your, your thoughts on? Um, I, I just saw the I just saw the people. You don't try my ball the matches. Um, that's on that. I believe they had a total of nine matches. I was talking to Tove. Um, uh, nine matches, five more than what they had previously at um at the Survivor Series. I know they they had the, the women's match, uh, AJ Lee against uh, I believe it was Nikki Bella. Um, what was your thoughts on that? I actually thought that was uh, a lot better than what I expected. You know, it was uh, eight. I, I give them both credit. They both they both worked pretty hard, and uh, I think it was almost. For me, it was sort of refreshing because there was not that much. Uh, maybe maybe it was almost, you know, 
a nice change that they didn't have too many gimmicks, chairs, ladders, tables, all that. Almost like, wow, this is uh, kind of nice to see some actual wrestling, and the spots weren't bad, and uh, I thought their timing wasn't bad. You know, it was a little bit, a uh, few weak spots, but overall I thought it was actually pretty, pretty good match. Uh, exceeded my expectations, and, uh, you know, I... Uh, I'm actually impressed with AJ's work lately. She seems like she's, you know, doing a pretty decent job. And uh, all things considered, you know, it's better than I expected. And what was your take on it, Bob? I think Bob, Bob is, uh, I went in and uh, Bob said he just wanted to listen in. Um, I can give oh, you my okay. take. Um, well, like I say, uh, you're talking about the women's match. I said the women's match was okay. You said, uh, you know, AJ, AJ definitely is one of the better women wrestlers there. Um, besides, of course, Natty. Um, not saying it just because I know that's your, uh, you know, that's your niece or not. But um, no, I think Natty and AJ, the, the, the two best women wrestlers there, and the fact that you know AJ is working with Nikki, and I know Nikki's improving in the ring. So you know, the, the match isn't the match. Is, the match wasn't bad. It's just the, the yeah, state of women's it was wrestling. Yeah, great by any means. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we've seen worse, we've seen better, but uh, it's just a state of women's wrestling, especially for WWE, is so diluted and so so boring, and uh, no one cared. People, you know, every time a women's match come on, everybody's getting up, getting nachos, getting something to drink, going to use the bathroom. You know, no one really cares. But like you said, overall the match was okay. It, it, it was all right. Um, I I will say the match of the night for me was I was actually surprised the ladders match. That that the latter match with uh, Harper and um, Ziggler, very good match. Uh, a lot better than what I expected. A lot of blood. I like it was a lot of color and it wasn't any blading. It was actually real. You know the hard ways y'all say, legitimate blood yeah. and cuts, which I think is something different. Um, Ziggler yeah. took a lot took a lot of bumps in that match. Um, so like I said, the match was good. Um, uh, trying to think of the, uh, the uh, you know, the New Day, you know, the pre-show against, uh, I'm sorry, but actually it was Kofi against Stardust. Um, I really like those guys. Um, Stardust, I like the character. Um, we didn't even go over the, uh, you know, we forgot to mention the tag match with the Usos, Kiki's kids, and uh, Mizdow. And, and I was I was telling my buddies watching <laughs> watching it, I said, well, I said, Bruce, I said, you know, Bruce hates uh <laughs> Hates Miz Dow. What's that? I know Bruce Hart isn't like <laughs> liking this. I know you're not a fan of that kind of comedy, but I thought it was cool. I, you know, I like Miz Dow. I like it. It's something a little different. It's something fresh. And um, yeah, I guess that, you know, uh, it's, it's like I'm glad they're keeping the Miz and that whole thing in the uh, undercards, like the cartoon before the main feature a movie or something like that. You know, yeah, you know. You know, uh, having to take it too seriously, you know, and uh, I, I guess that's about all I can say. You know, I, I'm glad they didn't uh, see fit to bring Santino and Fandango and uh, the Bunny Rabbit and Abbott, Adam Rose and much of that. Uh, and, and yeah. Uh, it's almost, uh, you know, addition yeah. by subtraction. You know, they didn't have all that garbage on there, you know, but. 
Well, I, I will. I will say, and then I can get your point of this since you know you you know you actually uh, you know were working wrestled in the ring. Um, one thing I don't like as a pet peeve is if you use an object, the Miz and quote hit uh, Jimmy and Jay with the slammy. I always hate it when you clearly see they're cupping, they're using their hand, acting like they're hitting them with the object, but it's really their hand. I always feel. To, to me, I just hate it because it, it looks fake. It looks like, okay, you, you clearly see you're not hitting with the object. At least hitting with the object soft or I always feel you should actually hit the worker with the object instead of using your hand to blankly cover it up. It, and you clearly saw that tonight. You know, that's something that I never really did like. What was your thoughts? Yeah, I totally agree. I, as I said before, the biggest problem I have with TLC and all that, it's... Uh, it's almost tough to go back. Like there was such an over saturation of gimmicks and stuff tonight that uh, it's almost tough to go back to wrestling after all the. Like I didn't see. I saw virtually virtually no wrestling and pin. You know, pinfalls and everything were almost of no consequence and. There was little or no, uh, you know, submissions or anything, you know. But hopefully they can kind of re reshuffle the deck and on Royal Rumble maybe uh, restore a little bit of wrestling, you know. But that's mm-hmm. one of the things I've noticed for quite a while is there's been so uh, so much excess lately that. Like the preceding pay-per-view Survivor Series, they had that big orgy of chairs and tables and ladders and crap with Ambrose and Bray and all that. At that, so the last pay-per-views, I've seen so many damn chairs and tables and ladders, and I've almost sort of, uh, I might be uh, coming from a different era, but... uh we did a lot more wrestling, and uh, we had no shortage of guys who could do spectacular wrestling back in Stampede, but uh, there was a lot more uh, purpose to it, I found. You know, I got to the point tonight where there was so many chairs, so many ta- uh, uh, tables and ladders and bullshit that after a while I was almost like... Uh, non-reactive to it, you know, it's like, you know, I guess the, the fact that they call it TLC, you know, I should maybe be uh, kicking myself in the ass for expecting any more than that, but uh, at the same time, I was like, uh, almost got to the point where I didn't even react, you know, another chair shot, another table, another ladder, another, you know. Another, another object spot. <laughs> <laughs> you barely saw any actual, you know, uh, wrestling. Every every move, every angle had a had an object or some kind of, you know. Yeah, for me. Yeah, for me, another part that I found from a strictly working perspective was it was almost like they were disconnected from the fans. You know, uh, that's a big part of wrestling. There always has been around where I came from, and always. You always engaged the fans and made them feel like they were 
that somehow or other part of the equation or they were inspiring you to make comebacks and all this other and um, I almost thought that the fans were you know uh, detached from it all which to me there was something wrong with that you know but I didn't find there was any great ebb and flow with the storylines or anything it was just sort of a excess, uh, you know, just keep flinging more shit against the wall and hope some of it will stick, you know, but I, I, didn't, I didn't get any uh, great, uh, any great vibes or great satisfaction from much of it, you know, I, I uh, nonetheless, I respect it. I was respectful of the fact that the guys were putting their bodies on the line and they were working hard and uh, didn't see too many that were not putting out even though the result wasn't what it should have been in a lot of cases, you know. But uh, what, what matches did you like the best from a personal perspective? Um, Evan? Uh, like I said, my... Um like I said, my favorite match, the ladder match was good. Uh, the tag match was comedy relief. Uh, like you know, the TLC match with Bray and Dean was was good. I thought it was a little overkill the fact that he, he basically did the same spot three times. Uh, how many times are you gonna do an elbow drop through a table and not go for the pin? But I, I yeah, like Bray's yeah. work. I like Dean's work. Uh, the match was good. I do like how the ending shot. No pun intended. Actually. Shot and cut everybody off guard with the air quote exploding TV monitor, cause that that was something different that fans was wondering was that real or was it like a work? And yeah, the fact that uh, Bray was able to only, win, do you like how he ended it different? The only problem I had was that I maybe I'm out of touch with whatever. But I have no idea what the hell the uh, laptop or the computer was there in the first place for. You know, like. They got all the other gimmicks for smashing and bashing each other with, but I wasn't sure what the computer, why it was even under the ring or why it was part of the, uh, maybe I missed something or I'm out of touch with, you know, whatever the storylines are. But, uh, you know, I found that was, you know, I agree with what you're saying. You know, they, they, they went through so them many uh to me it should have been a finish if you know it should have been a carry a stretcher job frankly if they come off the top like uh, ambrose did and uh they didn't even they just kept going you know it's like in the old days uh, i'm sure you'd remember that uh if somebody did a spot like that off off the damn top of that ladder which is a pretty high ladder and you would have had uh, one guy being stretchered out and all fans kind of wondering if the guy was going to be ambulanced and they would have played it up. You know, the fact that they kept going almost like, to me, cheapened the spot, you know, and it's sort of like pushing the envelope farther to the point where what are are they going to do next? You know, they they didn't even get a pin call pin or anything out of that all they did was kind of get a a few of the uh smart marks going holy shit you know which uh 
know, it's, to me, uh, you know, something wrong with that whole scenario when you're, uh, you know, it's a fair bit of, you know, uh, thankfully they executed it well and nobody got hurt, but a bit of danger, a bit of risk and uh, all like that. But to me it was sort of like uh, just reflective of the uh, lack of, direction of the whole thing where they you know they had like three of those table spots in the same match like you said and then including the one where they had the big giant ladder and off the top and mm-hmm. I know in the old days that would have been uh, you know a stretcher job and uh, one of those real heavy duty you know with the paramedics and play up the drama of it you know they didn't even attempt a pen count or anything you know it was like to me, and that in itself tells you uh, something about the uh, maybe the lack of direction, you know. But I don't know. I don't know how after a while the fans become so desensitized. I would think we don't even try to pin a guy after something like that, and they had already seen so many other, uh, you know, excessive spots with the ladders and the tables and the chairs and. Uh, all like that, that it, you know, you don't even know what the hell to react to, you know. So I find the fans are kind of, you know, they're not sure, that, you know, and if the fans don't know where the hell you're trying to take them, then uh, the whole thing becomes kind of uh, difficult to, uh, you know, kind of script. From what I, my my perception, you know, you got to keep it fairly uh, basic and stick to your whatever stuff you set up as being finishes. But I don't know. Maybe I'm out of touch with the uh, the mindset of these uh, guys today. You know, to me, the very fact that there's like about a thousand tables and chairs and shit under the ring in the first place uh not just at TLC but every damn near every show there <laughs> that in itself tells me you know it's like in the old days uh the fans would be asking rightfully why why are all those effing chairs under the ring you know what <laughs> what's the point you know what's, how come there's much ladders you know like I, I bet Back in the day, there was never any shit like that under any ring. Maybe the only place there would have been maybe the Sheik's territory, you know, but I don't right. know. I mean, it, um, you know, a match we didn't mention, uh, of course, was, which I was, I kind of was surprised, uh, the, uh, the tables match between John Cena and, uh, Seth Rollins. I was a little surprised that that match didn't main event. But seeing as how it is called TLC, and they want the main event, of course, with the actual match that goes with the actual name, um, I do agree with that call. But it was um, it was, the match was okay. I, I, just me personally, I just get tired of you know the same work Cena match where Cena goes through no tables, you know, goes through nothing. He's impervious to everything, and Seth Rollins literally went through three, including the table that him and Cena went through at the same time. And, uh, you know, Roman Reigns coming back was a little surprise. And, of course, we all know it was going to be seen against Brock for the Rumble for the fifth time. 
So, um, I didn't know, you know, how, how would you have booked that match any different? Did you agree with how it was booked? Yeah, it was sort of mixed up. I, I, I can, you know, I, I wasn't surprised to see them try to bring Reigns back and get some kind of uh, pop out of his return, but uh, for me it was kind of lame, just didn't quite uh, make sense, you know, how they uh, hatched it or cooked it, you know, with... Uh, Big Show being out there and all that other, you know, the whole thing didn't quite uh, make sense, you know. I, I think they'll, I think the fans are clamoring maybe to see Reigns, but uh, the whole thing was kind of illogical or didn't uh, kind of, uh, to me, it didn't really set the table that that well for whatever, you know. I'm not sure who Reigns is fighting at Royal Rumble or whether he's just in the Royal Rumble or exactly what the uh, scenario is, you know, I didn't quite figure that out. And, uh, and uh, I didn't get any, if, if I was booking that, I, I probably would have had Brock there. You know, I don't know what the hell the, uh, whether he's too important or if, if he's going to fight me? Cena for the, uh, title at Royal Rumble, which is apparently what's happening. Uh, you figure at the very least he would have been at the show and cut a promo and there would have been some kind of, you know, kind of uh, more concrete connection between Cena and Brock. But Well, you know, Brock has, you know, uh, certain dates, you know, he has selective dates that he can appear at. I agree, I thought it would be cool if Brock did show up at TLC, but, you know, he'll be at the Rumble. Um, well, I'm sure, he'll, you know, hopefully Brock can make an appearance. I'm sure probably the Raw before the Rumble, um, just to uh, promote for the match. But, obviously, you know, I understand the whole concept of marketing and, and the business with, of course, you want Cena and Brock because they'll sell. As long as that match doesn't main event the Rumble, hopefully the actual Rumble match itself, <laughs> main events, um, main events the event. Like you said, Rollins comes in. I guess it was okay. You know, did, you know, did you look the same old stick? You know, the, the Superman punch, and, then, and, and yeah, you know, I'm you clearly. What, you know, I uh, I surmise they'll probably shoot some angle at at Royal Rumble to set up some big <laughs> quintessential showdown at WrestleMania, but um. I'm not sure they, hopefully Cena and Brock can have a decent match that whets everyone's appetites. I'm not positive that they can, but um, yeah, the, uh, I'm, I'm not sure what else, you know, what other rabbits they're planning to pull out of the hat for WrestleMania or even uh, Royal Rumble, you know. Like, as I said before, if a Tonight's show should have set the table for something, but other than maybe Roman Reigns coming back, you know, even though it was kind of a lame pretext, I I didn't get any real great. You know, it was nothing that really like, whoa, I gotta watch uh, Royal Rumble now to see this or that. You know, there didn't really uh, for me. Uh, 
set the table for anything that enticing, you know, where I'm like, wow, I got to see that, or, you know, like, hopefully Brock, I imagine they'll be stepping up a bit in the next three, four weeks with Paul Heyman and and some of that, you know, but uh, I'm still not sure, you know, <laughs> at this point, I still don't know whether Cena's, even though he's supposed to be a face, I'm still not sure that he's uh, over that much as a face, you know, I, the common vibe I get from most of the people I talk to is that they don't like Cena, you know, he, he isn't, uh, they're not that uh, turned on by him or anything, you know. So he, he, I think at some point it's seen as staying in the WWE. He's probably gonna need to switch to heel in order to, you know, maybe get the most mileage out of him, you know. But I'm not sure if that'll ever happen. But yeah, you know, you know, with all, all the money that's that's tied up in Cena with. You know the promotions and the marketing, and you know the Make a Wish Foundation, and you know everything that you've seen a full man, a poster child. You know, now he's not turning heel no time soon. <laughs> Even though yeah. eventually I feel we'll be a good move because after a while you get tired. You know, same thing with Hogan. Anybody after a while you see the same thing, and the fans start turning, you just start boring. Some guy change. He's been the same character essentially for over ten years or so. Yeah, I was going to ask you too, Evan. They're almost conspicuous by their absence tonight, but uh, I was almost like, geez, uh, I didn't see Stephanie, I didn't see Hunter, I didn't see Vince, uh, or even didn't even hear any mention of them that I can recall. It's, it's almost like, you know, what's what's going on? <laughs> what was your what was your take on that? Uh, it- <clears throat> You know, the one interesting thing, and I know I talked to my buddy Toph, uh, you know, he called, called in here before, Christopher Apps, is, you know, how do you going to bring Triple H and Stephanie back? Of course, you know, the speculation of Stephanie being pregnant. But uh, Triple H has to come back at some point. Of course, Cena has to reinstate him, which to me doesn't make any sense. Cena being a, the main good guy, why would you give him the power to bring back the antagonist? You know, oh, it makes you know, sense. The <laughs> It'd be easier just to have him, you know, write him off TV, and then come well, up with something. It's like having uh, the Alta Conference at the end of World War Two. <laughs> you giving Churchill and Roosevelt the uh, power to bring Hitler back or some bullshit, you know? Like what? You know, what's this? You know, like why? You know, it would be a, a complete travesty for. Uh, Cena to bring bring them back. The only way that he could is if he, you know, finally divulged that he was in in cahoots with them all along, and he's part of that whole thing, you know. And but I'm sure that's not the case. But uh, but yeah, to me it's lame where he's seen as supposed to be the uh, only one who can bring. The authority back, you know. Be like, why the hell would he? You know, like, make any uh, any sense, you know. And, but yeah, I'm not sure if you know they 
sort of flogged that whole team authority thing so long. I don't know that it's just dead in the water now or whether I'm sure they'll bring it back just like they brought back the talking laptop with Michael Cole and all that. You know, I don't know what the hell the point of that is, you know. I'm sure. Yeah, and, and like you said, it's, you know, it's, you know, you guys seem to be the main good guy. Why would you make giving the power to bring the authority back unless, and, and this is my idea, uh, what I talked about with a buddy of mine is instead of, I understand doing the guest GMs because my DNA football want ratings. Me, make it the anonymous raw GM, the laptop. You can't argue or negotiate with a with a machine. So make the anonymous raw GM be worse than what the authority was. You know, make it seem as that you know they they make it life worse for seeing than what the authority did to where Cena had. You know, make it so Cena has no choice to bring the authority back. But now, yeah, that seems to be the pattern with them, you know, Evan. Like, I keep seeing these things that to me were lame and had no purpose anyway. Like, you know, uh, Santino or Fandango or Bad News Barrett or uh, I'm sure you'll see Vicky Guerrero coming back screaming, "Excuse me," or Adam <laughs> Rose or maybe Hornswoggle. Maybe uh, they'll bring Alberto Del Rio back and driving cars again, or, or uh, you know, they, they seem to start these things and then you know uh, stop them and then start them again. Maybe they'll bring uh, Heath Slater and Jinder Mahal and all that back, or, or you know, they, <laughs> yeah, I think they go on Heath Slater in jail or wherever the hell you know, but. It's, it's, and like you said, it's, you know, Chihuahua at least has to come back at some point. Um, same way with Vince. And, you know, yeah. WWE has a lot of plot holes like some movies do. They could just erase the fact. Vince could always come in as being the chairman and could overwrite the deal that Cena had and bring Chihuahua back for some reason. And that's how I feel. Because uh, people forget this last year. Remember, Big Show had an ironclad contract. From Johnny Unitas, but yet, just five months later, you have uh, Stephanie and Triple H threatening to fire him and sue him, and and you know do all these dumb legal abusing their power. And like, wait, five months ago, if this man had an ironclad contract, he's untouchable. But yet, five months later, <laughs> you're writing the dumb story of Big Show crying and weeping over bosses abusing their power. You know what I mean? It's like they they yeah. they write these stories and they totally forget, you know, what they wrote five or six months ago. And, and, and in this case, they have to do that. Uh, Vince hasn't been on TV. Triple H hasn't been on TV. Of course, the addition of Brock. Now the addition of Sting, with the mission of Sting's name on a regular basis. Uh, you know, will Sting attack uh, South? Will he attack Triple H? Um, Undertaker, I don't know if you saw the cricket tweets with uh, 12515. Uh, legend rises, you know, Undertaker always comes back every year. He's had like 80 comebacks. <laughs> um, you know, and he's being promoted in uh, uh, California, not sure if you know, to be at Mania. So, Taker comes back, what are you going to do taking Sting? Is Sting going to face the authority? What's your waist going to do? What's Vince going to do? You know, so many variables, and like you said, at some point, <clears throat> the authority has to come back. Uh, and and 
Now, after a while, I kind of run out of ideas. Orton yeah. isn't around. And, and that's what I was thinking is, you know, you have Roman Reigns come in, attacks Big Show. Why? We don't know. All of a sudden, he's saving. I guess he attacks Big Show, attacks Seth Rollins, so Orton is gone. Orton's supposed to be coming back soon. So if Seth Rollins is going to feed, is Orton going to come back to attack Seth, which makes sense because he put him out. Is Seth going to attack Roman Reigns? Is Roman Reigns going to start feeding with Big Show? Like anybody wants to see that, you know? It's, it's all these variables, and it's like, okay, what's going on? What's going to happen? Oh, yeah. I know having books, you know, as a rule, you need to have some continuous thread or you need to have some logical pretext, you know? I, I have no idea what Big Show was involved in in uh, Seth Rollins' match with Cena in the first place, and then why Reigns was out there, and, uh, and you know, there's, there's a few other wild cards that, you know, you know, you hear stuff, I don't know whether they're planning on bringing Undertaker back, I've been hearing something like that, you know, well, it doesn't seem to be any, uh, you know, if they were going to do that, you know, you'd figure that would be with Brock, you know, since he broke the streak or something like that, but so you don't know whether that's you know going to happen, or if Undertaker's even you know uh, able to return. I, I've heard he's had health issues and injuries and stuff, but uh, um, there seems to be a lot of disjointed stuff. You know, even right now, I see that, like the Wyatt family. They pushed that for so long. Now it doesn't seem to be. Uh, it seems like Harper and Rowan are totally. You know, not involved with Bray Wyatt anymore. You know, it didn't seem to be any. So I don't know if that's dead in the water. Or they, you see them do these things like NXT with when they had that bad news, Barrett and uh, Justin Gabriel and uh, all that bunch, and then they seem to just drop out of sight for no reason. You know, I don't know if that's now the case with the Wyatt family or. Or whether that's the case with the shield, or it seems seems to be, you know. But it's like they go to all this trouble to pump them up and build them up into something, and they just seem to, uh, you know, dissolve into nothing. And there's not any real, you know, kind of explanation or anything, you know. And and then all too often, like a year down the road, they just bring them back together, also with no. Oh, explanation or anything, you know, so I don't know what what the uh I have I, I haven't got any great idea. What what are some of the things you've been hearing uh as far as some of the uh scenarios in the next uh, few months? Uh, um like you say, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not sure how they're gonna do things. I do know uh um, for scenarios, and uh, you know, I already had a feeling Lesnar was going to face Brock for the Rumble, which makes sense, even though I don't really want to see the match again. But, uh, you know, Lesnar face Brock, I have a feeling Brock probably is going to lose. Um, WWE, and I told you, WWE not even sure what he want to do. <laughs> so it's still speculation, a big thing with Sting. You know, take his nail for Mania. So are they going to have Sting finally face Taker at Mania 31? Um, are they going to have Sting against Triple H? Now the time will maybe Undertaker facing Bray Wyatt. 
So we, you know, we're really not not sure, not sure what he's going to do with Brock. Um, uh, so you say WrestleMania, it's kind of good in a way because my you, you know, the, the older days and you know the '90s and the '80s before the internet, where you remember watching wrestling, you just didn't know what was going to happen. Um, we didn't have dirty sheets and uh, websites to look up. Like, okay, well, next month Cena's going to do this. We just didn't know. So I guess in a good good sense, um, trying to figure out what's going on, you know, could kind of turn out to be good. Um, it is rumors that for the Rumble that Roman Reigns probably is going to win the Rumble um, this year. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they didn't. And I don't know who that leaves him with. You know, I don't know if they're having, I guess, we don't know uh, whether Cena is going to go over at that point over Brock or, uh, you know, if. I don't know. That's a good, good point, Bruce. Is if you have seen against Brock, you have seen the defeat Brock, had Roman win the Rumble. So do you have Roman against Cena for Mania? But where does that leave Brock? What is Who does Brock face? Yeah, to me that wouldn't you know, be a great match. Like you get two faces that don't, uh, you know, they maybe shoot an angle, unless they turn Cena heel. And I it seems to me well, too concocted to have Cena turn heel and win the belt at the same time. You know, like. Uh, and, or uh, you know what they do? You do the reverse. Have have, have Roman turn heel, because eventually the fans are starting to trade on on him anyway, since you know they feel he's doing the same five moves. I can uh, see some merit in that. Although, you know, uh, I think if they were going to do that, you know, I have to keep in mind that it wasn't that long ago that Roman already was a heel with the shield. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. But um, if he was, you know, I think he'd have to orchestrate some kind of a a double cross where he was, you know, uh, where somebody like uh, Seth Rollins, you know, kind of, had something to do with it. I'm not sure if it's too soon. You know, they, they, given that Roman's been out for that long, and now they're just kind of bringing them back for him to switch back to heel. Almost would almost to me be premature. But uh, it's um with yeah, you said you know big shout out to Jay. Uh, CJ, big shout out to Tofa because me and me and Tofa had a long discussion about this one, which I rarely, um, you know, depending on my schedule, actually had some time, uh, you know, to, to talk about wrestling and death, you know, which is cool at times. But for a buddy of mine, and um, he came up with a good idea of if you had Brock lose the scene at the Rumble, had Reigns win, you know, Reigns win the Rumble, Cena beats Brock, which you do have Brock leave. I don't know. if he, you know, come back or have you. Yeah, Why not Paul? Some speculation on him going back to UFC. I don't know. That's just truth or fiction right. or what. And why not put Paul Heyman with, with Roman Reigns? Heyman is a new client. So if you pair Heyman with Roman Reigns, let Heyman be the mouthpiece for Roman, even though Reigns was just a heel, he was a heel within the shield as a group, now push Roman as the monster heel with, with Heyman, have him push and go against Cena for Mania, which I think kind of would be a good idea. Brock, I think dollar signs Punk now with and with UFC, which I think is a good business move on Punk's move and for UFC because the barriers will go up. 
you have CM Punk in UFC, have Brock come back to UFC, there you go. Not that they're necessarily uh, face each other a different weight class, but the fact that UFC has CM Punk, Brock Lesnar comes back, that's ratings gold, and pay-per-view revenue goes up, you know? So Yeah, I I can see some merit in some of that. And I was going to ask you too, Evan, what's, what's the status of Sting? Like, are they planning on him doing some kind of match with somebody or... Like, they yeah, went to all that yeah. trouble to do the big thing at Survivor Series, and then I don't know that's um, yeah. All I mean, that's de- definitely. Happen. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, Sting is going to. You know, Sting is going to wrestle at least one match. Uh, sources I've I've been sources I've got told me that you know he's probably going to wrestle at least one more. They're using them um, for a special occasion for big events and um, pay per view. So. Me personally, you know, Sting was always one of my favorites, like with Undertaker and Angle and Steamboat or whatnot. Um, hopefully, what I see happening, originally I thought it would be Sting against Triple H at Mania. But uh, Taker coming back, you know, eventually at the Rumble. Um, hopefully, they'll be setting up with Sting against Undertaker for Mania. Of course, the Rumble is always the, the um, genesis of the storylines for Mania, unlike back in the day when it used to take the whole year to, you know, plan for yeah. WrestleMania. Now it's this three months. <laughs> so, Sting will wrestle a match at Mania, definitely. Who, we're not sure, their lead, leading candidate right now is Undertaker. How they're going to do it, I don't know. Uh, if it happens, there will be a... I could see some mileage maybe out of Sting and uh, like if Taker's, I mean not Taker, if Triple H is, uh, if he was going to come back, I could see maybe some business with him and uh, Sting if they set something up at uh, Royal Rumble. Um, I could see some business with Seth Rollins and uh, Sting if maybe the last two guys in the finish on Royal Rumble was Reigns and Rollins and look like uh, Rollins was about to uh, go over and Sting came out of nowhere or something like that maybe you know maybe see a little mileage out of Sting and Rollins and maybe Reigns then fighting uh, whoever you know whatever that heel they have over, you know, I'd see more mileage out of maybe Rollins, I mean, uh, Reigns and Brock at Royal Rumble, I mean, at WrestleMania, if if there was some kind of involvement with uh, the three of them, uh, Tina and uh, Brock at, you know, at that point, you know, and uh, Reigns got involved, you know. There might be some mileage to that, you know, if Reigns fought either one of them, or I'd even see some mileage out of having a triple threat match with Cena and uh, Brock and Reigns, you know, at at Royal at WrestleMania. And at that point, maybe Cena turns heel or something like that, you know. It might uh, right. grab grab people a bit, you know. You know, I don't know if they, uh, there's a few wild cards out there. If they played them well, it, they might uh, 
get some mileage out of it, possibly take her. Have you heard of any other supposed uh, other uh, big stars that are possibly going to include, like Dwayne Johnson or uh, any of those uh, you other? Mean, uh, you mean the Rumble, the Rumble, you mean for many or both? Um, I imagine I'm talking about WrestleMania, but maybe they play the card at Royal Rumble to uh, set it up for WrestleMania. But um, it's not too many out there. There's a few guys that have got some potential uh, still over, but I don't know that they'd be ready for re- uh, WrestleMania like people like Austin and Sean and Nick Foley types that are it's, um, half icons, but I don't know they're, you know, if they got involved that it would necessarily uh, be a good fit for WrestleMania either, you know. It's sort of fine line between getting over and people saying that you're recycling old guys from the past type thing, you know, so... I guess the only one I could think of right now would be Sting, you know, because he's not, they haven't really played that card yet, you know, and people haven't actually seen him have a match, so sure. that could be I, um, Yeah, like I said, uh, a lot of possibilities, you know, definitely, you know, after the Rumble, you know, you definitely had Sting, you definitely had Triple H coming back. The Rock, definitely not sure. Uh, Batista still has to come back. <clears throat> you know, Roman Reigns, you know, Jericho. Is Jericho going to be in the mix? So it, it's a lot of... Um, yeah, lot of Jer- I guess they got the next show is Raw's Jericho or something. I don't think yeah. Jericho's got that much. They've they played that card already a few times, so I'm not sure if it means <laughs> that much anymore. But Yeah, that that, that is true. Um, <clears throat> real quick, I, I do apologize Um um, fans that tried to listen, I just got word and just checking, Bruce, that there are issues with Blog Talk. The server is acting up. Um, apparently, I know, you know, some people tried to call Landy were in a queue and then they just dropped. Um, and people saying they're not able to click on the link. So, what I'm going to do real quick, just told by Bob, I'm going to end the show um, in a couple of minutes. Just real quick, Bruce, I want to give your overall grade. If you would want to grade um, TLC tonight, what grade would you give it and um, for tonight? I would give it about three out of five. You know, there's. I thought the work rate was good, and I thought uh, Seth and Cena wasn't bad, and I thought, uh, even though it was a bit flawed, I thought uh, Ambrose and uh, they had a pretty good match. Bray, but uh, and AJ and Nikki were actually better than I thought. But um, the rest of it was not. Nothing uh, exceptional, I didn't think, you know. So I'd say about three out of five, you know. Uh, what was your estimation, uh, Evan? Um, <clears throat> overall, like like you said, I say about three. Um, I say about about three out of five. Oh, average average show overall, average show, but. Um, Big ups to the ladder match. Big ups to the TLC match. Um, mainly, mainly it was it. You know, the women's match was okay. Just all the other matches, like you said, it seemed like filler. It was just yeah. Uh, the other uh, match I forgot to mention that I thought was pretty good was Dolph and Luke Harper. But uh, 
some of the other yeah. stuff was. As I said before, I think maybe, uh, even though I, I don't know why they weren't there, but I still think it would have added something or made sort some purpose for either Hunter, Stephanie, or Vince to at least put in an appearance or do something. You know, like they've been so preeminent for so long, you know, and all of a sudden they're not even on, and there's no explanation. Uh, I thought it would have, at the very least, even if Vince said something or. Or something, you know, but I was almost yeah. like, geez, there's no, no explanation it's, or anything, you know. But. And then, then, you know, look at it like this is maybe that is waiting for the big buck or the big bang to be at the Rumble since the Rumble is uh, clearly a bigger show and more important show than TLC. I'm sure um, maybe at the Rumble a lot of questions will be answered and a lot of things will start uh, coming on the direction of, of mania, so hopefully, like you said, at mania, let's keep saying mania. Hopefully, at the Rumble, we will see some appearance of Triple H of Vince. Um, you know, so things can start rolling on the road to mania. So, but like I said, Bruce is always a pleasure. I know Bob Johnson is Tom Glenn in the show. Fans listening, we do apologize. Um, things happen out of our control. He said. Uh, I'm a computer technician. That's my career. I've been doing it for over 10 years, so I do definitely know what it's like. Uh, the Blog Talk server, um, servers only, what runs the website, just went down within, I think, 15 or so minutes of the show. So the show's still going on, Bruce, but people are not able to call in. Nonetheless, able to click on the link at the moment to hear us, so they'll probably get to hear us later on on the archives edition. But, um, Bruce, any last words you want to say before we uh, go ahead and uh, close it off for the night? Yeah, I'd just like to uh, thank anybody that did try to log on, and uh, I'd like to thank you, Evan, for uh, coming on. Always a pleasure. I always enjoy your insights and your enlightened perspectives. So, um, are you back next week, Evan? Or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's still, good. Yeah. We still we'll look still have that. We'll have our last next show uh, next week before Christmas. So. I'll Save my uh, season's greetings <laughs> for them. And, uh, yeah, I, you say same thing. You know, uh, <clears throat> no technical difficulties. Wasn't able to. Uh, the link wasn't working for the show, but we are back next week. Definitely, um, to course every Tuesday, seven and nine p.m. Eastern time. Live, live, live. Um, Bruce, you'll probably like this. Um, we will have on our show coming up this Tuesday, which is titled "The Russian Bear Wakes." is a um, wrestling legend, of course. Um, you know him well, former Canadian heavyweight champion Ivan Koloff. Uh, we will have coming on to the show this coming Tuesday. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, always, always an interesting perspective. You know, he certainly uh, you know, bridges the gap from the, uh, the old to the new. So uh, very... Oh, yeah. uh, very good guest. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, he is. And uh, I will say, very great guy. Um, you know, personally, I've had, had uh, the honor to talk to him on uh, a few occasions. Um, you know, just personally about, you know, different things and just in general. So, nice guy. Yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, yeah, does very, sound, uh, very well respected person. Yeah. Uh, Ivan, you know, got it. Uh, like I said, we. 
We, you know, we fans uh, under the mat radio will be live as usual Tuesday seven to nine p.m. Please get a chance. Please check out ProWrestlingPowerhouse dot com. Please check out Blog Talk Radio backwards slash PWP Radio. You'll be able to listen to great archives. Of course, this great show, Heartbeat Radio, Resort, who's currently on here under the Mats Radio, and all the other great shows of Pro Wrestling Powerhouse. Uh, Broussard, it's always a pleasure. Um, anything you got going on next week, if you need to plug um, for your show? Yeah, I gather we have some interesting uh, guests. Uh, Bob Johnson's got quite a quite a few, so I'm not. I'm not 100% positive who they are, but uh, I told I heard some interesting names being mentioned. So, oh. yeah, and, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Like I said, big ups to Bob Johnson too. You know, thanks for uh, you know, big ups to you too, Bruce, for thanking on me, giving me the honor to help you out with the show. Always a pleasure. Definitely love it. I'm sure Bruce. Uh, I'm sure Bob will definitely uh, update everybody on Facebook. And around on the uh, upcoming guest for Heartbeat Radio. So, that being said, Bruce, thanks much. Uh, hopefully, we talk again. We'll uh, be able to talk about a better uh, event about WWE. <laughs> hopefully, uh, about a Rumble. You got it, then, Evan. I uh, appreciate it, and I'll look forward to uh, next Sunday. And until then, uh, stay safe. All right, you too, man. Thank you. And for the fans, thank you. Listening now, we'll later. Thank you much. Love you much, and we'll thank talk to you uh, next week. Okay, thank you. God bless.